0: Welcome to a new episode of Logan's Garden Shop Podcast. I'm Bryce Lane, your host, and I am recording right here in the comfort of my own home. I'm in my sunroom and I'm looking out the window. The leaves are coming out on all these plants. Flowers are out. I'm seeing lots of different kinds of pollinators. It's really a glorious time for the garden, but it's also a very unique and interesting time for us in society. The governor's put on a stay-at-home order, a shelter-in-place, if you will, And we're all doing our very best to uh, reduce the uh, cases of the COVID-19. So I know that lots of our routines are changed and we're really under a lot of uncertainty and especially our stress levels are going up. All the more reason to be out in the garden. Now today's episode is really devoted to this concept of gardening in place. The benefits of spending time in your garden and gardening during times of uncertainty and high stress. And so we'll talk about that in just a few seconds. I know many of you are interested and aren't sure whether Logan's is open or how they're handling business. Email orders and curbside pickup will be accepted from Monday through Thursday. And um, any email orders that you turn in or send in that are received Friday through Saturday, they'll be pushed toward the next week. So, please check LoganTRD.com for the store's current hours and how to order for curbside pickup. Logan's has had an amazing response to their curbside pickup orders. Now, keep in mind that um, when you do this, uh, don't expect for that pickup order to be ready very quickly. Due to the overwhelming response from people who are doing email-based ordering, it may take up to 48 to 72 hours for a team member to contact you. The Logan's family and team truly appreciate your patience as they want to address every order with as much care as possible. Now, guys, the best way to place your order is to email Logan's at info at logantRd.com. And please be sure include your name, phone number, and quote unquote put pickup order in the subject line of your email. Do your homework first, be as specific as you can. That way Logan's will be able to meet that order without having to go back and forth in communication. Now I will tell you this. Logan's has just received a huge order of uh, vegetables. And herbs, and uh, they're there. This is the time when there are lots of different vegetables to, uh, to plant. They've got a whole bunch of green peppers and bell peppers, jalapenos, and yellow peppers. A lot of different varieties of tomato have come in, lots of different herbs. So you want to check that out as well uh, as, you, uh, as you think about your, your gardening endeavors. Uh, bring your gardening gloves with you. That's a great place to use your gardening gloves while you're there at, at Logan's. Um, the other thing too is uh, for you for senior citizens over seventy years old. Tuesday and Thursday of the week of the weeks, uh, Logan's is offering free delivery of plants and bird supplies. Um, if you're over seventy years old and you're within a ten mile radius, best way to do that again would be to send an email, um, and uh, you can either pick the curbside pickup or delivery um, to those of you over seventy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Again, do the email, communicate your order. And they'll contact you after that. So that's that's what's going on at Logan's. Um, understand that the you know the governor and the um, North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services has determined that nurseries and garden centers are a critical part of the infrastructure and therefore considered essential, and that's why those stores are still staying open. I'd certainly would encourage you to be judicious about how often you go out and try to stay at home as, as much as you possibly can take advantage of the long-distance kinds of situations, spend a little bit of time maybe listening to more podcasts. How do you like that for a plug for the Logan's Garden Shop podcast? All right, well, the title of today's podcast is um, Gardening in Place or Garden in Place. You know, we're under a stay-at-home order. I'm going to change that to stay in the garden order. Um, How does gardening figure in with this new normal that we're experiencing now? By um, spending more time at home, I know many of you are working from home, and that gives you more opportunities to get outside and look around. And I know many of you who are working are looking for some stress release when you get home after maybe having to be even more judicious about um, and being careful in your garden. You know, for me, uh, now that I'm working at home, I'm teaching a course at NC State online now. I've got a course that I'm doing through Skype with a number of people at the, with, the, with the J.C. Ralston Arboretum. I spend a lot of time sitting in front of the computer, but I also spend a little bit more time on a daily basis out in the garden. And what a blessing that is. I'm able to watch plants and garden areas change on a daily basis rather than on a weekly basis. You know, oftentimes if I'm on the road and traveling three or four days, I don't see my garden on a daily basis and I see grandiose changes that have occurred over a long period of time. So this is a a real great opportunity for me to get out every day and look and see how things change from one day to the next. And in fact, maybe, here's a suggestion for you, keep a journal. I'll keep a journal about some of the changes and I suspect many of you do already, but I don't and this is a good opportunity for me to keep a little bit of a journal. The other thing I'm doing is spending more time photographing those plants that are starting to come into flower or who have unique and, interesting, um, unique and interesting leaves and whatnot. What I try to do every other day is do a Facebook post with some of my latest photographs. Now, if you're not one of my Facebook friends, please feel free to friend me, okay? Just go to Facebook and type in the search box, Bryce Lane. You'll be able to see it. There's a beautiful butterfly in the, 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 my, my homepage area there. And send me a friend request, and I'll be happy. To, um, to, to friend you, and you can keep track of a lot of the photographs that I'm doing there. So uh, I, I'm really ap- appreciating this special time I, I get to spend out in the garden. And here's the bottom line. The more time I spend gardening and the more time I spend out in my garden, uh, the better I feel, the less stress I feel. What I'm learning right now is that we're under an incredible amount of stress. Our kids are stressed out. We're home from school, they're home from school. Um, Our whole routines have been turned upside down, and that creates an incredibly stressful situation. Well, there's research out there to support the idea that gardening and spending time in a garden really relieves stress. It reduces the stress that we're under, not only the mental stress, psychological stress, but also the physical stress that we're experiencing. And so this first part one of Garden in Place really is dealing with some of the benefits of spending time in the garden. And I'll give you some things that, some actual applications, things you can do in your own garden that might help. But I also want to talk about some of the research that's out there. It's not going to be boring. Um, Some of the research that's out there that, uh, that supports the idea that spending time in the garden and gardening is good for us mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and also physically. And I'm not talking about the exercise that we get from gardening. Of course, that's good for us. We've known that for a long time. But what are some of the other benefits physically that we get from being out in the garden? Um, I actually coined an infirmity that I'm suffering from right now by being home and having to do everything online, TMT. Okay? TMT, I'm coining, is too much technology, too much screen time, spending way too much time in front of my screen recording things, Zoom meetings, Skype meetings, just too much technology. And that creates an incredible amount of fatigue and a different kind of fatigue. And I think you guys can really identify with that. And, and gardening is going to provide a solution for us. Even spending time in nature provides a solution for us to lower that stress and relieve that TMT, that too much technology. Um, so I'd like to, to, to share with you a book Uh, One that I highly recommend to be a great read, especially during this time. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that I've read in this book that support this idea that gardening is good for us at all levels, no matter how old we are, from kids all the way up to senior citizens. The name of the book is called The Nature Fix. And The Nature Fix was written by Florence Williams. The title is The Nature Fix, Subtitle, Why Nature Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Creative. Now, Florence Williams is a journalist. She recently had moved from um, Kansas to New York City. And um, in in lieu of um, being out of nature and in the, the big city, she started to do research on where research is being done in the world to help support the idea that being in nature is good for our human health. And so this book is uh, uh, written in a series of chapters where Florence travels all over the world and talks with people who are doing research to help support these very ideas. Fascinating read. I've read it once. I'm actually working on it a second time, and I think it's just it's really unique and interesting. And what Florence is trying to do is uh, create a basis for uh, supporting the idea that being outside, being in nature, being in the forest, being in gardens, is good for us at all levels. So what I'd like to do is just share with you a couple of the, the studies that she, she was part of and studies that she had done that helped support this and would give us encouragement relative to, uh, to what, we, uh, what we're doing in our own gardens. Take for instance one, did you know that kids that are put in a learning situation around plants have 20% higher uh, learning than those that are learning in environments without plants? Man, that's huge, especially under this garden-in-place rule. If we're home and we're home with our kids and they've got to be learning, let's take them outside. Let's have them do some of their projects and their homework out on the patio, sitting at a table around the plants rather than inside in a cold, sterile environment. Or maybe you've got a place inside where you've got a number of houseplants. And if you don't, maybe think about getting some houseplants and creating a little study area where the plants are there because the research shows that our cognitive ability improves when we're around plants, and kids seem to be most affected by it. That's fantastic. I I just think that's a great, great application to to the research that shows that being around plants helps us think, helps us solve problems better just by being connected to nature and being connected to the natural world. Well, another study that, um, that Florence was part of and actually observed, happened to occur in South Korea. It it turns out that in South Korea, which is very urbanized, they have built a series of forests, of forest parks, filled with trees, and not just any trees, but certain species of trees. And 88% of the trees in many of these forests are cypress obtusa. Now that's the tree that I know as Hinoki false cypress. It's a shrub. It's a small tree. If you go to Logans, you'll see they've got these evergreens. It's evergreens with little, little scale-like leaves, deep, rich, dark green. There's dwarf Hinoki false cypress. There's Hinoki false cypress. Lots of different varieties. There's a yellow, uh, a yellow version of the Hinoki false cypress. But here's what we know about that plant and other plants related to it. And this is what Florence Williams discovered on her trip to South Korea. These plants create um, natural oils. That are quite volatile. And so when you brush up against the plant, when the wind blows, the warmer it gets, those oils volatilize and enter into the atmosphere. And when we breathe those in, it affects our biology. It affects human biology at a number of different levels. And so what South Korea, um, what they're doing is they're creating forests where people go and uh, spend time in those forests as a way to improve their physical health. Now, she was even part of a study where they took a group of people and walked them through this Hinoki fall Cypress forest and compared their stress-related body functions to people who are just taking a walk in a city street or taking a walk in a suburban neighborhood. And they compared a number of things. And here's, what, here's some of the results. First, they noticed that the cortisol levels in the people walking through the Hinoki fall Cypress forest were significantly reduced. Cortisol is that chemical that's that really is kind of an indicator of stress and in fact a 53 percent reduction So basically they came to the conclusion that taking a walk in this forest for 30 to 30 minutes to an hour Reduces cortisol and therefore reduces stress by 53 percent. It's not just a feel-good factor It's literally a physical a biological phenomenon. Not only that blood pressure goes down heart health goes up in addition they measured Uh, they measured a component called an NK cell. Now, an NK cell is a disease protector cell. It helps reduce and ward off diseases, including cancer. Well, NK cells in urban settings are known to be down in humanity, in humans. However, walks in these forests with, with these plants increase the NK cell count. So here are just some examples of how one plant has an influence over our physical health. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm th- I was thrilled when I read that because guess what I have surrounding some of the areas of my home? I've got Hinoki Fall Cypress. If we're going to do some planting this spring, and I really suggest that doing some planting would be very therapeutic, plant some Hinoki Fall Cypress. Plant them in an area where your kids are going to be outside studying. Then you get a double whammy, increased cognitive ability and also the, uh, the increased biological benefit, not just for your kids but for yourselves as well. Just one example. And in fact, Korea, South Korea has a a saying that they're they're promoting throughout the country, and that is good health through forests. Well, why couldn't we, in Wake County, even in our state or even our country, why couldn't we promote uh, a saying that would say good health through gardening, good health through gardens? Because now we have the research to support that. So there's just one example that Florence Williams talks about. Another one in her book has to do with uh, a a bacterium that is found in our soils. All over the world, there's a bacterium. There's billions of bacteria in the soil. But this one bacterium that's been isolated is called Mycobacterium vacai. Don't worry about the name. All I can tell you is this bacterium is in the soil. And if we ingest it or we breathe it in, it it significantly increases our serotonin uh, secretion. Now, serotonin is a natural brain chemical that promotes good mental health. It's, it wards off depression and promotes happiness. So think about this. I remember growing up as a kid in the 70s and late 60s, you know, I'd go outside and I'd play in the dirt pile. I'd play for hours in the dirt pile. And I'd get dirt all over my hands. I didn't wear gloves. When I came in, I'd eat lunch without washing my hands. And I can guarantee you that a, number of that, a lot of that soil got into my diet. And uh, there, that's the bad news. The good news is that I got a lot of injection of Mycobacterium vaccae*. And the research that's been done on this bacterium really shows that stress levels are down. Uh, they did a study in the United Kingdom where mice were injected with Mycobacterium vaccae and others were not. And they put those mice under stressful env- environments and then measured things like blood pressure, respiration, all different kinds of health related to stress or stress-related body functions. And sure enough, the mice that had been injected with Mycobacterium vaccae um, were way less stressed than those that um, that were uh, were not injected, so these are just a few examples of how our biology is positively inf- influenced by plants, and that we may be able to take advantage of that very thing. I think it's a, just a, a wonderful story, and I just highly recommend um, um, uh, Florence uh, Williams's book. In the book, she talks about an, you know the infirmity of something called digital creep. that that we're spending so much time in front of our screens that um, this is is affecting our cognition, it's affecting our ability to rest, our ability to problem solve, and that the answer to combat that digital creep is time spent outdoors, time spent in nature. In fact, did you know that doctors are now actually prescribing written prescriptions for time spent out in the forest or out in nature, time spent in the garden. We can take care of that ourselves. And think about it, in this day and age, right now during this temporary new normal when we're spending so much time in front of the screens, getting outside and getting in the garden is really a positive thing. It reduces what's being called nature deficit disorder, which um, promotes something called plant blindness, where people aren't even noticing plants. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir because I know you all are plant geeks and you're all into gardening, but um, this just gives you more ammunition to tell your significant other that you need to increase your gardening budget. I know I've tried that. Um, I got a scoff and a laugh, but nonetheless, um, it's worth it's worth um, promoting. And actually, a lot of the research back to the the Chameciparis obtusa, the Hinoki fall cypress, that's also led to aromatherapy where these oils are being Collected and then sold in vials and through through a machines are being um, uh, You know uh, uh, Vaporized into the atmosphere in in people's homes. So um, that's something to consider and um, With this basis for the ability of plants to improve our health uh, Then it may be a real important thing to think about some of the applications Especially during gardening in place things we can do um, Here's another study Postmenopausal women who garden have higher bone densities. That's a physical phenomenon. Now I know you're thinking, well, it's because they're out and they're getting exercise. But there was a study done um, up, oh gosh, in upper Midwest, where um, women that went to spas and worked out their bone density, postmenopausal women, was compared to those who gardened. And the, the, the ladies that gardened actually had higher bone densities than those who even worked out. So there's something really special biologically. About gardening not to mention our ability to heal our ability to uh, you know the therapeutic value of gardening as well so um, you might ask yourself okay so what how does that translate into action okay we all knew that gardening was good for us now there's research to support it there's a great book you can go out and read about how important nature is okay How do we go about starting to change our behavior in order to reduce the stress that we're under due to these unique and interesting unprecedented times? Well, here are some things to do. Number one, take a walk in your garden. Just get outside, walk through your garden, maybe bring your journal with you, maybe not. Just go outside and walk around. There's research that supports the idea that 20 minutes spent in a garden is the equivalent of taking two Prozac pills. The idea that the serotonin that our bodies produce naturally by being in a garden environment is a positive thing. Here's another one. When you harvest a tomato, your brain secretes dopamine, another antidepressant, natural occurring brain chemical. Um, And so I'm beginning to understand why I get so excited when I go out and cut some flowers and bring them inside and why that makes me so happy. My brain's secreting dopamine. And if you vegetable garden, the idea of harvesting, that's a positive thing on our body physically as well as the idea that we're growing very nutritious um, fruits and vegetables that we can eat. And, of course, being that we grow them at home, they're fresher, they're more nutritious because they don't don't experience the same post-harvest physiology. So point number one, spend spend more time in your garden. In fact, there's a whole new term out there. It's called forest bathing the idea that taking a walk in the woods is good for us we all we knew that already but now there's evidence to support that well i'm coining a new term i think we need to do more garden bathing we need to get outside and spend times in our gardens so here's the second application for gardening should be good for us and gardening in place plant something just plant something plant something you've never planted before take a little area of your yard scrape the soil plant something Plant some seeds, plant a new plant, maybe plant a Hinoki fall cypress, but just plant something. It can have great benefit when it comes to gardening in place. My, my daughter, Megan, last summer, and she's, not the, she's not the gardener, all right? She, she had not been the gardener. She appreciated our garden growing up, spent a lot of time in it, but she never really got involved. And really, as a mother of three, stay-at-home mom of three, she didn't really have a whole lot of time to garden. Well, last summer, she just scraped some soil and threw some zinnia seeds down. Next thing I know, she's bringing me bouquets, bringing my wife and I bouquets of zinnia flowers. And I said, what on earth? You didn't even ask me what to do or how to do it. She said, no, I just scraped the soil, threw some seeds down, and up they came. She said, it's in full sun, so they bloomed their full heads off. She says, I've got bouquets of zinnias. I'm growing all kinds of places. She says, hey, maybe next year we can make a bigger flower bed, and you can help me prep that bed. She just planted something, and the joy that came from that was immense. Hey, y'all! Now's the time to plant something. Plant seeds. You can planting radish seeds, and in less than thirty-five to forty-five days, you'll have radishes to eat. Now, that may involve working the soil a little bit more than just throwing some zinnia seeds down, but think about it. Plant something. Maybe you've got a neglected area in your yard. You and your kids want to start a little garden project, and you want to you want to. Uh, plant a pollinator garden. We can get online and get a list and lists of of plants that attract pollinators, buy seeds, or even buy plants and plant those. It's a great family project to do and, and one you could consider gardening in place. Here's another one, this is number three. Buy some houseplants. If you don't have plants in your home, buy some plants, bring them inside. Put them in the area where your kids are doing their homework and doing their studies. Uh, choose plants uh, for appropriate windows. If you're not sure about houseplants, go back and listen to the Logan's podcast on houseplants one and two. I talk all about how to go about growing houseplants. Logan's has an outstanding selection of houseplants, and I'm sure that you could list certain plants, pot sizes, right, for curbside pickup. Go and pick those up, but grow some houseplants. Make it a family project again. Maybe work on it with your kids so that they learn about how plants grow and how to take care of plants, how to nurture plants because we know the very nurturing makes us feel good. So there's, there's another one. grow some house plants. The next one, it's not too late to start a vegetable garden. okay? A lot of the cool season vegetables, you know it's too late to start them, but maybe consider starting a small vegetable garden to grow some food. Maybe grow some plants of some vegetable plants in containers. So I've got a list right here of plants that for the last week in March and the first two weeks in April would be this is the time to plant them. And maybe now you want to get seeds or transplants for these plants. Here we go. Radish. It's still not too late to plant radishes. Spinach. Lettuce. Turnip. Those are all the the types of plants that um, either we're eating the roots or the leaves. Um, In those cases, those plants, we're going to need somewhere between four four plus five plus hours of sunlight okay beans beets sweet corn fennel what a great herb and the the swallowtail butterflies absolutely love to lay their eggs and the 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 worms love to eat on fennel so those those are some other plants that may be requiring a little bit more sunlight you know for our big fruiting plants for for gardens like tomatoes peppers cucumber squash those kinds of plants are gonna require six plus hours of direct sunlight, so you wanna make sure if you're gonna to try to do this for the first time that you find areas that have that much sun. Okay, so now for, for mid-April, peppers, all right? You, you, peppers and some of the other warm season vegetables. Tomatoes, guys, you're gonna to have to wait on tomatoes until late April. If you start tomato seeds inside on a, win- on a real sunny windowsill, that'll work fine. But tomato transplants, if you plant them outdoors right now, uh, one frost will kill them. And so uh, tomatoes and some of the other warm season vegetables really aren't recommended to be planted until after the 15th of April. Now, I know you say, hey, we've had a mild winter. Maybe we can go ahead and plant it and get away with it. Know that if you do that, that'll work if we don't have a frost, if we don't have temperatures below 32 degrees. If you plant tomatoes and peppers, and we have a frost coming, you're going to need to cover them. You'll need to cover them with a bucket or cover them with something that'll protect them from those cool temperatures. If we have a cold air mass that comes in that's below 28 degrees, then um, even covering's not going to help those plants. So we need to be patient with that. But just think about the ideas of planting, you know, radishes, spinach, lettuce, that, you know, in a few weeks we can be harvesting our own vegetables. And that, that would be a really cool thing to do for gardening in place. Um, think about planting a flower bed, okay? We could do a pollinator garden, but maybe you just want to do a flower bed. Uh, maybe incorporate some edible plants in that flower bed. That's called foodscaping. It's called edible landscaping. I like to mix ornamental, um, ornamental plants with things like peppers. I'm a big fan of the hot peppers. I don't like to eat them as much as I like the way they look. Very unique colors, very unique textures. Come and buy a number of different seed packets of, of hot peppers and, and incorporate them into the garden for ornamental purposes. And, you know, the, 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 the number of different kinds of peppers, both hot and sweet, create a, a beautiful array of ornamental features in a garden. Just remember, they're going to need sun. Peppers are going to need somewhere about, you know, again, six plus hours of, of direct sunlight. And the only other thing you need to remember about peppers is please, please, please don't over fertilize them because if you over fertilize peppers, they're gonna ultimately end up producing nothing but foliage and very few flowers. Now, before we finish up this part one of gardening in place, I want to talk just a little bit about soil. If you have never gardened in a particular area with soil, first thing to do is dig a hole and actually look at that soil and, and look at its color. The darker color of the soil, the better it is because it has higher levels of organic matter in it. Now you might be thinking, well, I've got that red clay. Well, red clay is not bad, um, but it is a challenge. And so with red clay, what we need to be thinking about doing it is cultivating it, getting air into it by mixing it up, turning it over, and then incorporating organic materials in it. Things like soil conditioner, cow manure, uh, organic material called humus. Those are, those are materials by incorporating into the soil that's gonna improve that soil. Now, if that clay soil is not draining after a rain, please, please don't incorporate materials into it. I'd be better off, I'd recommend maybe building a mound of topsoil, manure, soil conditioner, create your own mix on top so that the, um, the, the, the water will drain through that and then drain out laterally. But a little bit of soil prep goes a long way. A lot of different plants are not that picky when it comes to the kind of soil that you grow, case in point, Megan zinnias, uh, and, and so consider, consider doing that as well. So this, this really is, is going to wrap up this first section on, on gardening in place and the you know, stay in the garden uh, regulation. Y'all, I, I can't emphasize it enough. Um, time spent outside, time spent in the garden is going to be time well spent and um, it's going to really contribute to mental health. Think about it, we're gonna be spending the next 30 days um, at least under this, this, uh, this regulation of staying at home. And um, if we don't incorporate things, activities in our, our daily life that become routine and that help reduce stress, then our own mental health and physical health will decline. And uh, we know that one of the ways that we can ward off any kind of disease, the flu, Uh, COVID-19 is to stay healthy, get plenty of rest, but also um, reduce the stress we're under. And as you can see here, gardening really does do that. So that's the end of part one of Garden in Place. Um, Keep an eye out for part two, where I'm going to spend a little bit of time trying to help you come up with some ideas and some projects for gardening outdoors that'll help you, but also help your kids because I know a lot of you have kids at home, you're trying to keep them busy, you're trying to give them projects, you don't just want them to be in front of a screen playing video games, and uh, perhaps um, gardening can help solve some of the problems when it comes to helping your kids. So with that, I want to wish you all a healthy, healthy time, take care of yourselves, please take care uh, of of your loved ones as well, and um, we'll talk again soon. You all have a great day.